1: News Talk 1110 WBT. Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman, the Zoke back in the house. And you know what time it is. It's one of our favorite times of the week. David Chadwick joins the mix from the David Chadwick Show. A senior pastor at Moments of Hope Church. And, uh, you know, a Tar Heel alum. I should say that today, right? I hope so. We get, we got one more game at least in the tournament. And
2: then we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm not real high on their possibilities with the NCAA committee
1: if they don't win tonight. But we'll see. Well, this uh, I know that you have Pitt and you have Miami in there today, but this has a nice old school ACC Tobacco Road feel today. You got Miami and Wake to start. You got Duke and Pitt, and then you have Virginia and UNC, and then you have Clemson and NC State. I mean, this is you know it's not quite uh, uh, back to the days of the of the teams starting it off on Friday, and and, and uh, but but it, but it's close enough for 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 us, I think. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, and
2: uh, you know probably at this point. Uh, no one knows because the college basketball season has been so crazy. Anybody can win. Anybody can beat anybody anytime. Mm-hmm. So I, for basketball fans, which I'm one, uh, we'll be, it'll be a fun day just to watch and see the results.
1: I want to bring up uh, a little bit later this half hour, I want to get your thoughts on uh, on Jim Boeheim. Mm-hmm. Uh, because here's a guy who uh, 47 years And yesterday, he calls it quits and sort of unceremoniously. And and he goes back. I mean, he goes back to the Dean Smith era. Right. Um, So I I definitely, uh, with your background, want to talk about uh, that eventually here but we got zoke here and zoke is your guest this week jim zoke how did you manage to to pull that off well i begged borrowed
2: i didn't steal anything but he finally said yes to come on the show no jim and i've been well that's one door
3: apart so david's like i don't have anybody else for the hour (laughs)
4: I've,
3: i've tried everyone jim and bob mckillop won't come till next week could you possibly just help me and ed through 40 minutes of content. That is and not I said, true. Sure.
2: That is not true. Well, I did want to talk about March Madness, mm-hmm. and th- there could be no greater authority in the world on sports than Jim Zocchi, especially with this radio station. And I also wanted to deal with something that has been think I've been thinking about a lot, and that is the changing landscape of sports, the influence of money, for example. And I went back to the 1960s when my dad was reading a newspaper, and I was a young teenager, and he dropped the paper and he said, my goodness, Jake Gibbs, who was a catcher for Ole Miss, coming out of college, just signed a contract with the New York Yankees, and Dad said for $100,000. And then he sighed and said, surely there's a ceiling someplace. <laughs> and here we are, you know, 55, 60 years later, and there's no ceiling. There's oh, no. Wait a minute, no wait a
1: minute. The ceiling is the roof.
3: <laughs> <laughs> whatever that meant back uh, what, in the day.
2: <laughs> whatever that means. So I just asked Jim, from his knowledge of sports that goes back to the 70s, What's going on, and will there ever be a place where money's not driving sports? And I think we talked about it a lot on the show, but we concluded probably not, no. that we can see right now.
3: We're not there. We're not even close to there. In fact, it's growing when you look at college with the NIL and the transfer portal, which leads to more sponsorship money. I told David when we were talking that you know, the things that used to get programs shut down, like SMU football, boosters paying money to kids to come play there, is now legalized. <laughs> yeah, it's encouraged. And, and that's what it is. And you can bet on the games on your phone without going to Vegas or having a bookie and all this and that. So if anything it's growing and growing and it's not just T V, it's it's sponsorships of all those kind of things. And we talk about back in the day a car dealership, a local car dealership for a kid. Well now they're getting, you know, Coca Cola sponsoring a kid and there is no ceiling on that. Just talking the college part, let alone the NFL and NBA and Major League Baseball. And we mentioned the
2: LIV golf situation, too, and what's going on there. The people just getting paid without the competitive edge going on in the tournament itself. You know, what does that mean? I told
3: David, to me, it's the most polarizing thing I can remember in recent sports because of what it is. Live golf, for those who don't know, PGA golf has been around forever as the only main level. The Saudis, with this live golf tournament where many feel like they're laundering their image by paying cash money. They have these great golfers, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, uh, Brooks Kepka, uh, Bryson DeChambeau come play. They're paying them so much money, but yet there's not really a competition. It's just this whole marketing thing of they're paid up front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're making all this money whether they win or not. And it's watered down the PGA Tour, so it's kind of ruined some aspect of the PGA Tour. It's watered it down, and yet they're taking cash money there. But the fan base is so polarized about, I can't believe you're taking that money from – these people and their atrocities in their country just for the cash.
2: Yeah, and we talked some about a comparison with Edwin Gibbons' work, The Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire, and he had several reasons why Rome fell. Included within that uh, a gross over-infatuation with sex, an understanding of people not having a nationalistic fervor, the military being hired as mercenaries, a breakdown of the family, and that causing all kinds of problems in the Roman Empire. And then another one that Gibbon notes is a gross over-infatuation with sports.
0: Well, I was wondering, from a faith standpoint, as you look at the sporting world now and the way that culturally we revere and look at sports figures, how does that play out in the ways that we think about things like idolatry.
2: Uh, Exactly, I think it is a question of what's number one in your heart And do you really believe that out of your faith in God flows everything else that should happen in your life? Or have you replaced that with an idol of a sports figure? Or Jim and I talked on the show this Sunday about gambling and how that addictive process occurs with even sports betting as well, which is, Beth, you said it well, an idol. It is replacing what's most important in your heart with something that doesn't last, that is disingenuous, that we have to wonder from one day to the next what's going to happen, and when that happens, I think a culture gets weaker and weaker and weaker. And if that's
3: taking your time, that means you're being distracted from other core things like your faith and your family and your marriage. If you're looking at your phone, placing bets or worrying about what next apparel item you're going to buy for your 12 favorite teams that you follow.
2: Yeah, so we're talking about this whole idea of the place of sports in our culture, especially with March Madness, which, you know, when I played basketball back when at North Carolina, we got $15 a month for laundry, and we thought that was the biggest check possible. We'd use it, of course, to try to have clean clothes, but $15 a month laundry was a part of our four-year scholarship. This is why college
1: students don't wash their sheets very often.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But now you look at these different deals of, you, you know, Is it true that one particular quarterback who plays here in the state was recruited by another school for a potential $5 million contract, and unfortunately he turned it down because of his loyalty? But that's a whole other issue as well. Kids don't have loyalty now. They're going to the place with the highest bidder. And what does that say, A, about our culture? What does that mean for the future of sports? Well,
1: and it's not like – I'm sorry, Beth, but it's not like the old days where when you committed to North Carolina – that it was a foregone conclusion. You're staying there for four years. The loyalty, even after you enroll at the school, is contingent now on relationships and records. And this transfer portal means that nobody is here for the long term if they get disgruntled. Oh, and another thing that's going
2: on is during the season, the AAU coach or the parents of a certain player is contacting other schools, I guarantee you. And there's recruiting going on even during the season because of the transfer portal the loyalty of a person toward a school doesn't exist anymore because you have a player that comes and goes after one year. You, you don't get to know the players. You don't get to cheer for four years. It's just a completely different game. And, again, the question that we started this segment with still exists. Where's all this headed? Right. Where's this going? And my dad asked the question, surely there's a ceiling somewhere for Jake Gibbs signing a contract for $100,000. Well, you kind of tipped your
3: hand. You saw what happened to Rome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't end well. Well, it can't last. I mean, it really can't last. Any culture that bases its most fervent desire on money is a culture that will fall, because money is fleeting, and it is not able to meet the deepest longings of your heart. That's why the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money's the root of all evil. That's not what it says. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. And when people love money more than God, family, nation, those kind of things which have allowed us to prosper, you're going to have a decline.
1: Hold that thought. More with David Chadwick and his special guest, Jim Zoki coming up Sunday on the David Chadwick Show.
0: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: You know, we were talking about live golf last segment and its effect on the PGA Tour. Well, I, I, I'd be remiss if I did not tell you that the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass is underway mm-hmm. as we speak. Austin Smotherman is your leader. At the moment,
0: that yeah. sounds like a cookie. I just, I just got an Austin awesome Smotherman,
3: or the Smothers Brothers old TV show. <laughs> probably David Chadwick's the only other person who remembers the Smothers Brothers.
1: I remember the Smothers Brothers, and they were really, really funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, as, as I say this, Austin Smotherman will probably win. But uh, I, my point is, is that none of us know who that. Do you know who that is, Zoke? Never heard of him. Okay, so th- none of us know who that is. There are more people playing in that tournament because there are more spots. Because live golfers are playing, and, and that's sort of representative of the fractured nature of where we are right now. The TPC has always been, I mean, it's, it's, one, it's not a major, but it's one of those ones that's almost, it's a, it feels like a major. and And the famous number 17, and that's this weekend, but it's missing some of the greatest golfers in the world because of this live issue. Um, So there's something you guys were talking about in your last segment, and uh, Zoki's on with David Chadwick this week, talking about uh, the world of sports, and and, and as you do on your show, intersecting everything uh, through a a faith and values perspective. And uh, so you brought up Liv. Uh, The ACC tournament is going on uh, this weekend. Uh, Cranks back up again today, day number three. Tar Heels in action. Wolfpack in action. Deacon's in action. I was in uh, Greensboro yesterday. Beth and I were both gone from the show. She was MCing the uh, 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 Isabella Santos event yesterday. Yes,
0: I was MCing the Isabella Santos Foundation Morning in Paris Breakfast. And
1: lunch. then I, she, so she left early, and I left early, and I went up with my daughter who goes to Wake Forest now. We went to go watch the Wake uh, game yesterday against Syracuse, which was a big deal. Uh, Wake's one of those teams, teams that they, they got to win this tournament to get in the Big Dance. Uh, you and mean, as might another team, <laughs> not named, but
2: Jim Zookie's wearing a Carolina blue hat with NC I on knew it. Who I was talking to you I, <laughs> I
3: could not come in wearing anything but a Tar Heel hat today. Oh, boy. So, so Wake has to
1: win to continue, and so Wake wins at the buzz, buzzer yesterday. Big, uh, maybe end up being the game of the tournament. It's a great game uh, to open up the day, and obviously we were really excited, but the story of that game ended up not being Wake at all. Uh, the further you got away from it, because Jim Boeheim, uh the long of uh, the 47 year coach of the uh, Syracuse program, uh, it was announced yesterday that he's retiring. Now, when I say 40, it's funny, I was telling uh, Beth and Zoki yesterday, I was I was I was watching the game with my daughter. And at one point during one of the time time I just I said, that guy right there, that he's a big deal. He's been around for a long time. I don't know how long he's going to do this, but he's been doing it for 40 something years. Hall of Famer, you know, won titles, been to the Final Four, uh, coached Olympic teams. And it, as soon as I said that, uh, the game was over, and then we found out that he retired. I want to play uh, him yesterday in his press conference.
4: I wanted to come back and coach these guys, and, and uh, that's what, what, what I was able to do. And uh, the university hasn't offered me anything, whether to work or do anything at the university. That's their choice. Um, I was it was great to see Mike Sheshewski's at Duke and Roy Williams is at North Carolina and Mike Bray is going to work for Notre Dame that's, that's great uh, uh, I haven't had any conversations about that uh, I hope that we will uh, but uh, I've just been lucky to be able to coach this long I, I think you missed it <clears throat> well, I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards, and nobody except William, William Payne figured it out.
0: So, so are, you, are you saying right now that
4: it's your, you, you're going to retire? This is up to the university. Y- you want to come back? I didn't say that.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, but so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, but you're I not saying. I just said it. I don't know. So you don't know?
4: Okay. I said this is up to the university.
0: And you're not sure whether you're. When will you? When will? How will you make a determination about when you will come back?
4: You're talking to the wrong guy.
0: I so, love the look on David's face because it was the same look that I had on my face when I first heard it. Same yeah, thing.
2: It, it sounds like he's saying that I don't really want to retire. Yes. This is totally up to Syracuse University to make this decision for me, which makes you wonder what's going on internally with him and the officials at Syracuse and why this hadn't been worked out until now. It sounds to me right. like he's forcing their hand and wants this answer ASAP. I mean,
3: as he said at that press conference post-game yesterday afternoon, People walked out not knowing the answer. Then the school had to come out a few hours later and say he's out and Adrian Autry, the assistant, is the head coach. I don't think they had planned this to be the announcement day, but because of the questioning he was getting, I think they had to address it. And so I thought, a term I used was forced retirement. It felt like the Bobby Bowden thing at Florida State, like something along those lines. Like, we appreciate what you've done. You've built this program. But we're going to move on to this assistant. And, coach. and
2: he's saying, "I really don't want to leave. I, I want to keep coaching. Um, I'm reading into it, but I'm in good health. I still have a good mind. We've been still successful. Um, why can't I keep on coaching? Is this an ageism thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, and it is an interesting uh, debate right now. Is when is too old if you're still effective?
1: Well, and, uh, you know, back in 2017, Jim Beheim famously said, There's no value to playing in Greensboro. None. I remember that well. Yeah, he did not like that at all. Felt so, yeah. like, it was too Carolina blue ish, if you will, or even Duke blue ish. The city of Greensboro tweeted yesterday. Great win by Wake Forest to start the second round of the 2023 tournament. Despite our first-class hospitality, Qs again in a hurry to get back home, Wake bringing value to the tournament. <laughs> that's wow. the city of Greensboro oh. tweeting that. Now I, the grudge. <laughs> I say all that, and part of me is, is that's kind of funny, but I'm also a little sad as a basketball fan that a, a coach with his pedigree and history sort of unceremoniously has that happened yesterday? Yeah. Because you and I both know, I mean, he goes back not just to the Roy Williams era. This goes all the way back to Dean Smith oh, yeah. and even the, the days when you played. Yeah, exactly. And I remember him well. Uh, we're, we're not that far apart in the
2: times that we played in college, and I remember when he played in college, uh, you you just regret that he couldn't go out on his own terms. I mean, Coach Smith went out on his own terms in 1997, made the announcement postseason. Roy did so a couple of years ago, went out on his way uh, after the season. Mike Krzyzewski debated as long as you want to, but he went out the way he chose to go out with a a ceremony of a years-long celebration, and now Jim Boeheim is just poof, gone, it just doesn't feel right. And
3: he purposely mentioned those names. He saw yeah. in that sound, but Mike Bray included 24 years at mm-hmm. Notre Dame after being an assistant to K at Duke. So, I mean, he purposely made a mention of those coaches and how that's different than the treatment he's yeah. getting.
2: It, it feels like he's saying and after all of my years here, guys, you're going to treat me like this? Don't I have the right to make my decision when I want to leave in my way? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it feels like to me.
1: All right, we're running a little bit late. Uh, real quick, David Chadwick Show Sunday uh, at 8 o'clock. Jim Zoki is the guest for the entire entire hour. More of this and uh, more great stuff on the way.
2: Yeah, beautiful sunshine out today. Folks, remember, if the sun comes up, there's always hope.
1: David Chadwick and the Tar Heels play tonight on WBT. The sky. <laughs> I, I'm not playing,
2: Bo. <laughs> you still have eligibility. But yeah. I could make a 15-foot jump shot. I still think you're, I could. You're today. a friend of the program, right? <laughs> Thanks. Yes, all
3: right.